Well, me, oh my, oh people, we are in a delicious energy right now. <laughs> my goodness, this full moon this week has brought such light and such hope and such new energy. The things that I'm thinking about with my time right now surprise me. The things that I'm looking at doing moving forward surprise me. Things have started to surprise me this week, and I think that's extremely exciting. I hope that you are all receiving surprises that are of the happy nature, that are of the exciting nature, that are things working out even better than you thought they could, because why can't we have that? We can. We can. And we have got to do a whole lot of energy work to reclaim what is going on right now on the planet, so... This is Doing the Living, and I am Kayla of KaylaMartine.com. That's K-A-Y-L-A-M-A-R-T-I-N-E.com. I put out this podcast just about weekly, and we are here talking about enlightenment, talking about the ways we free ourselves, talking about society, talking about whatever we really need to talk about. I'm really excited for today, actually. The plan is that we are going to read cards at, per, I mean, maybe just the whole second half of this bad boy, and that'll be especially pertaining to what's going on in the energy right now or whatever's going on in the energy as you find this episode. But especially in the next two weeks, if you're looking for astrological lineup, it might be awfully potent. So I'm very excited um, to do that. Before that, we're also engaging in new things like segments. So an opening segment, because if you think I'm sticking to one anything ever, uh, oh my gosh, no, no, no. But an opening segment, the one that we are going to do today. How can I save the world today? That is the title of said segment. I like it a whole lot because there's this sentiment that it's too much for us to all try to save the world and that you'll just burn yourself out and that you really can only do so much, can only do so much. But I don't see why there's that stress on the only because it's like, actually, you can do so much. <laughs> You can, you can do so much. Look at that. Look at how much you can do. So um, this opening segment, how can I save the world today or whatever we call it in the future because we aren't beholden, it is going to look at different things you can do. And today's is awfully simple. Today, we are going to introduce a talk challenge. Now, we may have these specifically in the future, but this is also just a challenge to talk to your neighbor in general, because the truth is that the only way we're getting out of this whole thing, as I have talked about, I mean, my gosh, you saw that first episode, you got to see me screaming at my ex-boyfriends. The only way we're getting out of this is if we talk to our people and if we all talk to each other and if we get real, real about what's going on. So we honestly, today we might be starting heavier and going lighter. We'll see. I have no idea what's coming up. But to be honest, I don't see it 
as heavier and lighter. And I don't see it as all that difficult to talk to people. I think that's why I think people are so much more lovely than most people think that people are because I genuinely talk to people just kind of without boundaries so long as my radar feels good about it. And people across the board are genuinely lovely. But here's here's my first talk challenge, and it's a big one. What is money really? If you were to go to a bar, if you were to go talk to your neighbor, if you were to do anything that expands, it could even be your first date topic of convo, especially if you're out there dating the business class. Yeah. What is money really? What is money really? And perhaps why we don't need rent. So today I'm offering a talk challenge. Please go talk to each other. My suggested topics, if you are to take this, how do I save the world task seriously? If you think, well, if I have this conversation with maybe one person today, maybe three people this week, maybe three people next week, maybe three people the next week, you have no idea how much you've potentially changed the world, right? So what is money really? And why don't we need rent? I don't want to hear why we do. I hear that bullshit plenty. (laughs) I want to hear why we don't. You can also send these things to me. You can send them, um, reply them if I share videos based on this episode or anything like that, or just reach out. It would be fun to hear what your um, what your stances are on things. What I often say to people is that I think of money just as resources because it is. I think of money as apples because it is. It is food. It is shelter. It is literally what you need to survive. It is how we pay for our healthcare bills. It is literally what you need to survive, which means that money is what you need to survive. And that's not okay if we don't have basic universal money. And if the poverty line is jumping every year, and if inflation is being allowed to exist because all inflation is, is the uber wealthy greed, right? That's how I think of it. But I think that we all have also incredibly different and interesting takes and that all of our takes are what will build this conversation. And some people need to hear more the kind of stuff like I just said, but some people are happy to just get there another way. And I think there's a million year, a million ways to get there. There can be a million years, but not like this. <laughs> And why don't we need rent? Why don't we need rent? Let's talk about it. Let's really talk about it. Let's really talk about what it means to allow people to own a lot of buildings, to allow people to charge other people for them while you get to live what is considered an actual good life. Why do we decide that people get to live a good life? Because most likely the people they came from had the kind of money that they could get stability from or are able to maverick it or it happens to be working for them the way things are working in society right now. You know, these these topics have a million different ways. How can I save the world today? Well, there are ways. And conversation is a great one. So look at that. If you are down for that, if you are down for making a difference in the world, then we just covered it in less than eight minutes. (laughs) 
there you go. There's something, right? And how simple is that? Not only is it a, it's not a small something either. That's a big something that you could just do if you wanted to. And I think that's awfully something. (laughs) So today's topic, today's focus is that people need people. This is incredibly potent to me because in my last couple of months of advocacy, of fighting for myself, of fighting to be heard, of fighting for all those who are not heard in um, the mental health care quote unquote system, it was finding people and it was the people who showed up for me who made all of this work, who made all of this flow, who made me free, who helped me to be seen seriously, who helped me to be taken seriously to the point where I am now taken seriously by a whole lot of people because I have essentially an arsenal of people who are standing behind me. But at the same time, these are not the people who I was able to find online saying that they are advocates. These are just people. These are people who showed up for me. These are people who showed up for me as friends, sisters, These are people who showed up for me as mental health experts. These are people who showed up for me as spiritual experts now. I've just started working with a spiritual mentor the last few weeks, and it has been really incredible and really validating. And my family has been back in my regular talking patterns and my regular hangout patterns, and I've been integrating my life back into itself. You know, people need people. It's true in a larger societal context in that we are not really meant to have to do everything for our survival as far as I'm concerned. I do believe that there is the joy of this person's family makes jam and this person's family has a ton of chickens and this person's family has flour that we all need. And this person is working in the community garden that gets turned into vegetables that everyone can take home, you know, like, and this person has a small business and maybe they give back to the community one or two days a week by doing something else that we've already decided upon, something else that we've already agreed upon as something that the community needs or something that they see as a need in the community, that they pitch to us, that they say, hey, I think it'd be cool, for instance, if it was brunch, if people had a place where they could eat and share food outside that's like a weekly party, When I was young, I went to Lutheran church and my favorite, favorite things we did always were the food gathering things where you could just talk to people. But also there were all sorts of gatherings, chili cook-offs. There were potlucks every Wednesday during Lent, and that was a favorite. They often had lots and lots of soups, but regardless, it was a potluck, you know, and having that energy, I know what, how bountiful it feels to both be able to have somewhere to hang out where the food is free and where you're just hanging out with friends, but also just to not have to cook that meal, right? All of those things. If I just wanted to mostly be a playwright and mostly wanted to work in art, and I do think that if we're doing payment, art has to be paid, 
But if we were just doing community share, really, and if all the art was free, A, people could thank me by giving me food, but maybe I say, I want to help host that party one day a week, or I want to help build that party structure so that there are potluck parties happening all over and everyone can take part and people don't need money to eat. That is giving back to community and that is people need people. And the idea that you don't have energy to cook at every meal most likely is people need people. And the idea that we need others in our lives for emotional stability. You know, we are not built to be completely isolated. We really are not. Simultaneously, I think you can have a lot more of your own free time than most people think you can because I am a person who needs a ton. (laughs) Big part of why it was such a problem with me getting locked up is that I am not a person who psychologically can be held. I, I like literally I am clawing my way out of my skin the whole time. It is most likely having to do with literal diagnostic things, but it is also just what I know is true for me, most likely true for a lot of people, clawing, clawing, clawing out of my skin. (laughs) See, trauma is amazing. Trauma is so interesting. The way that it takes over, the way that it comes in. I'm so grateful that I've had all these people come in for me. I'm so grateful to be validated in what I've been going through. I'm so grateful that I'm finally in the phase where I get to help make a difference because holy crap, this year has been too much. People need people. And the healthcare system has convinced us that we should be sending our people away. The funeral industry in America, you guys need to look up shit about that. You need to look up shit about what it is like in other cultures to actually be with their dead, to actually have the dead person in your home, for instance, for days for people to get to talk to them or spend time with them or whatever your thing is, whatever you are, you know, they're people, they're your people. In Dairy Girls, they make a point of showing that, that the Irish are so comfortable with their dead that they're like, oh, it's just our person. It's just the same. It's just earth. It's just nature. And Irish people often have some of those folk understandings that have lasted longer because it took longer for them to get colonized than a lot of Europe. But at the same time, you know, I'm sure everything has lasted everywhere. Heck, if I'm having that idea, I'm sure it's lasted everywhere because how did the idea get back to me, right? But we have had ourselves pathologized and grotesquerized and otherized to the point that we think that the moment that somebody's dead, we have to send them off to the authorities. And all of that is stuff that you then pay for, you guys. They pump them full of things that you pay for because they said so. The standards of all of these are industries that are standardized so that they can make money, not because it is what is best for our people, not because it is what is best for us. People need people. And that means that our systems have to be restructured for people. Our structures have to support human life. 
if we are going to validate and make excuses for that structure. At the end of the day, the only thing that the brunch idea really needed was community to be interested in it because it is a potluck endeavor. And if it already existed, a lot of people would be interested in it. If there was already the structure, the stability, the foothold that would probably come from five people being really interested in it and really giving it a go or being paid because we're in a capitalism right now. People can create anything. And people need people in order to feel emotionally stable. The reason I loved those soup dinners so much is that it was really just community space, community time. You can hang out with anyone you want. You can talk to anyone you want. I know there are so many initiatives like that already, but in the scheme of things, in the scope of the world, if the majority of food was expected to be free and not the small parts, not the edges, if the majority of food, it was understood would be free traded in order to make sure that everyone ate and everyone will give back to the community as best as they can in the ways that they can. And maybe that means one day a week you do an event, you do a meal. And maybe that means that you are a tutor and you tutor kids or you teach all sorts of people because why are we putting ages on teaching that way? You know, if we had community spaces and traveling artists and traveling teachers and traveling intellectuals, we could have grandparents with kids, with whoever's interested in that person's school of thought. Like, look at, listen to this hubbub. That's a lot of yes, girl, tell them, you tell them. That's right, it can be that way and it should be that way. Yes, yes, yes. Let me tell you something about talking our truth before I do any more of this beautiful, this beautiful um, positing. Because we all can posit, and trust me, you will feel better when you start positing. You will feel the possibility of the future when you start positing. You will feel the possibility of everything. But here is the truth there are children. There are children out there right now. If you want children or if you have recently born children, I am sure that you are even more so keyed in to the fact that there are children here. Not only do we need to just get, well, no, let's just start here. For the children, we must be gladiators in truth and courage. We must. For the children, we must be gladiators in truth and courage. What I was about to bring up was climate, was the way that the planet is on this ticking time. And the truth is all of it comes down to we must be gladiators of truth and courage because all of the misinformation, all of the shit that is leading us to destruction, all of the imbalance of society, all of that requires truth and it requires courage because a lot of people are just going to tell you to shut up. A lot of people are going to at first 
act like this is just the way it is and they can't even hear you because they're too sad and it's all too impossible for them to bear that the world is like this at all. But if you have this conversation with some people because you are willing to, because you are being brave to, then more and more people will be willing to have that conversation. It is courage, but it is also literally the like least bald-faced bravery thing you can do because I guess... What, what, what is it going to death knowingly would be like less courageous. I don't get it. You know, it's, it's like, it's courageous, but it's also the obvious, all that we can do, all that we can do is be gladiators in truth. <laughs> okay. So remember what is money really? Yeah. What is money really? How are our waste disposal plans working out? How is our waste system? Right now we've got a sanitation truck outside my window, so let's talk about it. How is our recycling system? Why is compost not already included in all of our trash cans? You know, I went to Seattle for a workshop of my play the other year, several years ago, and they had just everywhere compost everywhere. The recycling you feel is truly recycling. You feel that there is an effort to not create all this extra shit. Like it really, what is not working? And we have to be real about it right now. If we want to take back the earth, if we want to start reversing some of this exponential damage, because right now we really need to be worried about furthering the damage, right? However, the joyful thing. And this is why we are reading cards for the second half of this, honey. We're having a good time this week. Yes, we are. We don't need love in a romantic sense at the moment, though it is already here. It is already coming, but we do not need it to show up for us to have a good time. We do not need to show up with anything but each other. We don't even have to know each other. I don't need to know you. And I'm here being a gladiator of truth and courage for you, but also creating this space where we are going to talk now about getting our power. <laughs> We're going to talk about what we need to hear. <laughs> We're going to talk about increasing our own knowledge. We're going to talk about increasing our own consciousness. We're going to talk about how we can do this shit, how we can enjoy our lives on our way to doing this shit. And while doing this shit, we are going to talk about how we reclaim what is ours during this, because I'm going to be real. You cannot fight these battles without some joy in the heart. You have to have some connection to something that is true. The thing about every culture that is not the white man is that there is more connection to truth immediately and inherently and obviously. Because culture is truth. And historical culture, well, not all culture, but do you, you know what I mean. Actual, actual culture is truth. Actual culture. Because what people call culture in this society, <laughs> where it's like, their brainwashing and their conditioning and like their made up idea of who they are as a person that's so 
absolutely shallow, that is so cardboard that you really can't pretend at all. I don't think you can call that culture, honey. Culture is real. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't do new culture. I have been in exploring culture in an intuitive sense in a way that is very much real culture. And trust me, you can tell it's real culture when you are feeling it, when you have your toes in. You can tell that it is life, that it is consciousness. Because <laughs> that's really what I'm talking about, isn't it? Consciousness. Culture is so often expression of consciousness. Our food, which has heart. Our art, which has the blood. Our ideas. Our mentalities. Our ways of raising people with heart, center with community, center with supporting each other, center. No, it is not okay to have all these systems that are just like this. It will not become okay. And yes, we got to talk our shit. We're going to talk our shit a lot. But you know, the thing is, honey, also, if you are hanging out around here, I don't think you're the person who's going to need it talked at you like that. <laughs> I think this podcast is a magnet for those who want to make a difference in all this shit. I think this podcast is a magnet for those who are ready to be strong and fierce and to stand up for the children. The more that you expand your experience of consciousness, the more tools you have in facing this awesome quest. The more that you learn about the world, the more that you are able to free yourself, to sit, to connect, to build something that is worth having, to build something that is healing, to build a life that is healing, to build an experience that is healing for yourself and thus for everyone around you. Because when you heal yourself, you heal everyone around you. The grand, grand, grand majority of people in my life, even if they think that I have gone off the rails, even if they don't know at all what's gone on in the last year, it doesn't matter if they don't know what's gone on in the last year. Even then... That time of seeing me with people, the grand majority are going to say that I am a healer of a person. And that is because I have had to heal myself through the depths. And I truly show up looking to hold other people. And I meet people like that all the time. It is in fact my opinion that we are all healers. So there. <laughs> it's my opinion that all healing is self-healing, that we must heal ourselves to free ourselves, that we must heal ourselves to make any sort of impact on the world, on the healing of the world, that it is a process that is ongoing. It's mostly about the choice to do it at all. And then we all do it together because we're all giving each other keys. We're all intuiting keys for each other, in fact, from our own healing journeys. Because that is part of people need people. 
you find the books that speak to you when you're first looking, or you find the TV shows that speak to you when you're first looking, or you find the people at the party who are sitting off to the side who want to talk about something a little bit more liminal, or you're open to talking to the stranger on the subway platform, or you're open to talking to the man who's chained to his bed, who you know should not be chained to his bed, who is eloquent and interesting and intelligent as heck, who speaks in myth in ways that most people don't know how to right now in a place like this, or perhaps anymore in a place like anywhere. Extreme intelligence, really. But the more that you enter yourself into that journey, the more that you embrace an enlightenment journey, embrace a self-evolution because all we can really do is heal ourselves, save ourselves. In turn, we will heal and save the world if we are doing it right. <laughs> you know, and the whole world is not your job. Your part is your job. Your portion of claiming back the earth, saying, no, 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 you may not do that. I actually like it here. Your percentage is all that's really being asked of you. And that does not mean that it has to be what you would consider to be huge beyond that talking to people, beyond putting yourself out there, beyond endeavoring to journey on your own. But the truth is that without the journey, there is so little. Because that journey is how you find yourself how you find everything that's not you and remove it from yourself. You remove all that is inauthentic by finding who you are, by finding what life is meant to be, by finding what a heart-centered existence is, by holding other people accountable of how they treat you and how they treat everyone else around you. I'm so excited. People need people. We're going to read some cards. We're going to have a good damn time right now. Alrighty, baby. I'm hyped. I just got all my decks set. I just cleared a ton. Ooh, yes. Protection and trust just jumped out. We are in the perfect, the perfect place to alchemize all this anger that has been happening. All the chaos, all that has been getting in the way, all the nonsense. On one side, we have protection and trust, and on the other side, we have the nonsense. We have the rage, the mess. Yeah, here's the time for magic and illumination. That's where we are right now. Our messy feelings, our messy experiences, our deep pains, they are here to teach us to get the fuck out of this bitch. You know, it is a time for walking in trust. We got to protect ourselves, obviously, yes. But so much of self-protection, in my opinion, is getting to a place where you feel good, is doing that energy work is aligning with everything that's looking out for you and moving from that space, that magical place of, I believe I'm being guided in everything I do. I believe that I can have trust 
in myself, in my visions and what I have been moving towards. If you have been on a fucking journey that nobody has understood around you at all. Yes, I do relate to this. Obviously, this is a collective reading, but yes, yes, yes. Haha. Welcome. Welcome to the time we've been going through. If you have been clear, even if no one else around you has been clear on what your main objective is, even that alone would be enough. This is for you because this is about how can we make anything that is not delicious into delicious? When we are protected, when we move from a place of trust, when we move with that authority of I am doing something to make the world better for everyone, I'm doing something to protect myself, I'm doing something to protect everyone around me, I'm doing something to protect the babies, right? That's all of this work. If you are making your life better, you are doing something good for the world. Because I do not believe that resource hoarding is better. But getting to a place where you are not worried about resources is better, right? We're all having to work on multiple prongs at once if we want to be not surviving but thriving and simultaneously making a difference in the world. It doesn't help not to look at the ugly things. It doesn't help to ignore them. It helps to see what part of this can I use? What is this saying I need to change in the world right now? That is a fucking magical thought. That is, we have the card here of illumination and both of these cards are showing like grand rays of light emanating from a central point, magic and illumination. And it really is, we are in this time right now where brain blasts are going to be happening all over, happening with more and more speed, and that they're going to start to be taken more seriously. You are going to start to take your own brain blast more seriously. You need to trust yourself. Do not become that person who says, oh, I knew this was going to happen this way. Oh, I knew that in my intuition, oh, I knew I should have gone that direction down the street, or I knew that this was going to work out this way, but I haven't ever changed my behaviors as if that's true, or I won't allow myself to really believe that I knew, you know? And yet we hear over and over, oh, I knew it. And then they let it go forever, right? So we got to, we got to start taking our own ideas seriously. We have to start taking ourselves seriously. Yes. Guys, this is why we pull cards. Yummy, yummy, yummy. So on the deck, we have come to the edge. Come to the edge in this deck is very similar to the full card, but it is this figure dancing close to the edge of something with no, no place to land on either side, like a floating plot of land, essentially. All edges, no guardrails, come to the edge. But the two cards that fell down onto the floor are serendipity and blessed. And both of these, we see ourselves being literally carried in the air. Either sort of gliding, but still floating, flying, or being held in a shell that is floating in the air. So there is this element of like, you feel that you could fall. 
the illusion of being able to fall is there. Your human brain is so used right now to constant falling, is so used to death and destruction, is so used to things not working out the way that people want them to work out from everything you hear from everyone, that it feels like, of course, if I were to go over this edge of this plot of land, I would go down. But in every card that we got that jumped out farther, all the cards that said, this is what you really, really need to look at, said, you are flying, baby. And they're both cards, serendipity and blessed, about being held by the universe. And both of the figures are flying in some assisted way where a piece of nature is holding them up. Like it's really, it's really something. Connecting to nature is one of the number one suggestions I can make. If you have a tree outside of your window, looking at the tree more, putting your hands on the tree when you're outside, if you live in a place where you are close to water or if you live in a place where you could be closer to more parks, where you could be closer to actual ocean, perhaps. Who knows? Whatever is calling to you. We have serendipity and blessed here after come to the edge. So all of the floating and flying and whatnot aside, darling, <laughs> something good is happening here. <laughs> and we already knew that. We already knew that. We know we we're protected. We know we're supposed to be trusting. We know we're coming into this period of magic and illumination by alchemizing anger, by alchemizing rage, by alchemizing the violence of the world, by alchemizing all this frustration, we are able to come into a place just flipped over abundance, a place that is abundant, a place that is supported, a place where something good is going down. I have been feeling that the energy has shifted so much in these last two weeks. You know, it's been, it's been a slow crawl. I was really, really sad last week, but this week I have, you know, I've done so many things that I really needed to do. I faced so many fears and I made myself face them as early as possible. Anything that was really something that I could worry about, it, I did the opposite of procrastination. We also just got four, four. It's like stability is coming in here and we are seeing a difference in uh, things that have been stagnant in a, in a two, in a two, um, two stuck sort of way. There's the, if we rest, if we learn to honor divine timing, the stuff that has felt impossible to move will start to move itself. You know, we have two of cups here as well. And that one's upright. And two of cups. I just feel like when you are true to yourself, when you're true to what you believe in, when you're true to what you're doing in life, you have this opportunity to be met in a way that you are matched. And I mean like matched by people who you are interested in romantically. I mean matched by the opportunities that can come into your life. I mean, literally like a union where you are the right fit. Let's call two of cups what it is. That's what it is. A union where it feels 
like puzzle pieces can be a way that we see that where I bring something, you bring something and oh my goodness, isn't that nice? (laughs) I wonder what'll happen from there. Like guys, with serendipity, with blessed, with magic, with illumination, it's likely this is something that's been in the works for a while, but you guys could be getting job opportunities. Three of wands, six of cups, and two of pentacles are here with this abundance card and the knight of cups. A lot of people are going to have emotional stuff journeying. And I wanted to say romantic, but I'm going to be honest. It's also like, it's a lot of emotional stuff right now. And I think for a lot of people, if you've had certain areas of life that are loves, but aren't romantic love, if you've had those be really chaotic, honestly, it might be that you are being called to sort of sort some of those chaotic areas that you're called to, maybe it's finances, maybe it's yourself, yourself able to support yourself, your relationship to yourself, your union to yourself, your own sense of comfort in there, your ability to support yourself, your ability to feel held and supported. Like that's what I'm getting here. I'm getting that we're moving into a place where you feel, first of all, you feel like the pretty thing. And let's talk about that. We've got several cards here that are about romance or comfort and abundance and blessings and all these things. But we have several where somebody is being really looked at like they're the center of the world by someone else. And it's interesting. I have this feeling that so many people, it might be rapid, rapid succession that you upgrade your own life and then you find your life being upgraded by somebody who sees all that you are and wants to add on. And that brought us the Hierophant. So yes, there will be new normals, baby. There will be contractual marriage for some people. You know, like there is going to be like relationships are putting into bond for some people. Unions are put into bond commitment because Hierophant being linked to the Pope or the church or the person who shares that knowledge. And this Hierophant card in particular is very sweet and soft and quiet and actually is somebody out in nature. So it only feels more linked to that it's the most natural thing in the world when you really fall in love sort of thing. Like I just feel like all of the unions that are going to start coming about as a result of you moving forward from whatever has kept you stagnant are really yummy. This is why it's so important to shed anything that was holding you back. And you have to remember everything is energy, right? If you are not in a place where you feel like you're thriving, and that can mean anything. That can mean that you have roommates you're overextending your relationship to. That can mean that your neighborhood has inflated out of pocket. It could mean that you just don't feel great being where you are. And there's something that's got you. 
and it's in the back of your mind. And to be honest, there's probably a lot of some things if there's one something saying, well, I wish it wasn't quite this way. If there's one, there's most likely a lot. We can learn to live with a lot. If you bring your life into balance, and I mean the kind of balance that is real, I mean the kind of balance that is this delicious, delicious thing. Because that's what life is meant to be, is this delicious, delicious thing. Why is that where all life coaches get you, right? Yeah. If we bring ourselves into balance, we're going to be receiving, receiving. I don't even feel that call to focus on, oh, know what you want more than anything. Know who you are and know what doesn't feel amazing anymore and know what maybe never did. If you are open to love, I do not think that it is the universe's highest goal that we be able to put into really, 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 really specifics all their traits and know them necessarily. (laughs) And like, even less so, the less rounds you have around the sun, but I mean that more in terms of dating. Like if you, like me, have had several, several year relationships and have had several pretty serious adult relationships and have dated a lot of people outside of that, just like meeting them, you might have a better idea of what is actually compatible for you than some people. And yet, how surprised might you be? Aren't we angling for a little bit more of that? Aren't we angling for a little bit more world mystique? A little more mystery? Aren't we trying to let the universe help us a little bit? Don't we maybe not know how good it can get because we're living in this oppressive structure and all of our ideas are impacted by this oppressive structure and how to survive it? And that has literally shaped everything that we do. So maybe, maybe the only thing that we actually need to do in order to attract the love that is our love is self-reflect and then treat ourselves and everyone we come into contact with the way we want to be treated. Sweetness can save the world, you guys. Sweetness can change everything. And I'm not saying you be sweet to everyone, but most people actually do deserve our sweetness. The grand majority of people, especially once they're, you know, no longer doing the crazy shit. Because a lot of people, I'm going to be honest, are completely brainwashed. And that's going to be the way that we're talking about it because the way that you address it requires deprogramming 
on a massive scale. You can call it propaganda, you can call it whatever, but the truth is at the end of the day, most people out there don't know what they're doing. They want your help, frankly. They want the help of you showing up and seeming like you know anything at all. They want the help of you showing up and knowing how to be yourself in a self-assured way. Because if you show up and just do authenticity in the way that some of us, we don't really have a choice. The more comfortable you get in showing up and doing that authenticity, the more that people really resonate with you. The more you do authenticity, the more you're in touch with the mysteries and secrets of the universe as well. And it turns out people like to hear the mysteries and secrets of the universe. But we get to those through authenticity. And if we can be sweet sometimes, we can realize that this person was actually open to hearing the mysteries of the universe. Now, caution, caution, they're not our job. But I'm just sharing to sort of say, you know, this would technically be the recipe I would give to someone for just calling in romantic love on its own. All this sweetness, all this operating in the world as if treating people with that energy, treating yourself with that energy. Essentially, you want to become a cloud of that energy, right? If you want love, you're going to want to become a cloud of love energy. It's actually not the hardest thing in the world at all to do. And we can probably get a lot of our thoughts out of the way if we focus more on what we are consciously manifesting as our energy and as energy around us. And the more you protect other people by pouring love over them, by doing energy work over them, the more you are protected. There's a message here. You are too focused on what is banal. You are not seeing the literal miracle, honey. The flower has already bloomed. The flower is. Your beginning is already here. Your beginning is already here. Oh my God. Like this seed is in palm, if not more. Or the seed is about to tap you on the shoulder and get deposited into your hand, literally like formulation, like through a cloud, like in the original Rider Waite tarot deck, you know, it's a hand coming out of a cloud in most of those, um, if not all of the aces, and it's just like handing it out. It feels like this ace of pentacles, this seed, this coin, this beginning, which is in the four of cups, hovering like a ghost, this aura right behind the head is kind of materializing and coming into our space. Comfort, caution, come to the edge. There's so many threes and there's so many C's, but it's also three, four, five. 21, 21 was just on the clock. Gosh, yeah, three, three. We are, 
we are both in a creation and a reception place, but I think that the thing that people most likely need to focus on more is the reception place. But how do you calibrate yourself? How do you set your energy to be receiving what you want to be receiving? Ten of Cups, blessed underneath it. Happy family energy. For a lot of us, it is time to be seeing your friends. It is time to be reconnecting with your family who lives close to you if you like that sort of thing. It is time to be treating yourself like a happy baby, if nothing else, making sure that you are having balance in every way that you can, making sure that you are receiving comfort in every way that you can, that you are prioritizing your own comfort is essential. No matter what good, no matter if you are looking for a job offer, a love, a friendship, a new space, a new offering of a project or a gift or a commitment, perhaps a partnership of any kind, because there is a lot of people energy in here. But more than that, it's this is this is big life shift energy is what I've been getting in this reading, you know? It's this huge feeling of we've been at a standstill. We've been at a standstill. We've been at a standstill. There have been a lot of things that have held you back in the past. You might not even know all of those things. However, they were part of your energetic input that was changing the output of what you could have right? It was bearing impact every single thing in your life, by the way, energetically bearing impact on what you were available to, on what you were capable of manifesting, on your romantic relationships, on literally all of it, right? All of our hangups, no matter what they're tied to, when we are in the place that is not the place that is best for us, even if it was the stepping stone we needed, and that can mean in terms of anything, that can mean our relationships sometimes. Because you guys, I'm going to be honest with the sort of building we're looking to do in the world right now, it's very likely you're going to have personal life shakeups. It's very likely you're going to have changes in who is participating in your life, in how they're participating in your life, in the ways that you are comfortable with life. I mean, heck, it's it. we're talking about there's so much possibility for change right now, but you may just realize that the people who were around you were just temporary people. And that doesn't mean anything bad that you need to worry about. What it means is that you should only have people in your life who are actually participating, if you are participating. And you also only have so much time, honey. You only have so much time. Be around people who appreciate you, be around people who like you, be around people who respect you. These are at a minimum. Guess what? A lot of people actually aren't obeying that. 
They aren't. So there you go, right? Start thinking about what energy you're allowing into your space because it is what you are committing yourself to going through, to feeling. I am a person who I think it's incredibly important that we support other people. I support with sometimes too much of my energetic energy in the past. But simultaneously, for me, that has meant that I've been working on finding and have been finding people who show up emotionally and feed me back. I have been finding with greater and greater consistency people who genuinely are interested in being in reciprocal friendships or relationships with me. I said, okay, I will be emotionally available if that is where I'm at in my dating life. And since doing that, I found it incredibly easy to be in an app conversation or meeting a person or whatnot because I actually know that I'm in a different place than I've ever been before. And I'm able to say, well, this is what I need at least. I didn't used to say that much. I didn't used to need it that much. I was still figuring out me. I've dated as a single adult an awful long time because I was figuring out me, honey. Now when I go on dates, when I go on apps, I'm not meeting somebody who isn't available to the things that I'm looking for. And that's okay. In fact, that's helpful. And you know what? I have no idea how that choice is going to actually show up in the long run either. To be leading with myself in a different way, both in friendships and in every every single place. Right now, I am doing a life restructuring. Like, I am really doing it. I am really figuring out how to make life something that I don't have to be stressed about. Because right now, capitalism has me stressed. And it's hard to remember a time, if there was one, when it wasn't that way at all. And I'd be able to put it off, but the trade was never a good trade. What I would have to do to not be stressed about capitalism was never worth it. That's why I'm working on building what will work now. And the truth is, I don't know what that will exactly look like. Do your next right step, babe. Creativity, determination, and surrender are the three cards I got for this final part of the message. Your creativity, your adaptability, your allowing yourself to be pivoting at a moment's notice is how you scale that mountain, dude. Think short term when you have these bursts and blasts and come up with something that you can do that's a great chunk, but that you can then do something else or you can change slightly how you're going about it if you gain information that it would be better to do that. 
And that's how we're going to, we're going to learn so much in this next file. We're going to be able to change so much. And you know, I will probably be reading cards more because isn't this all exciting? Yeah. Be open to sweetness this week, you guys. That's my final note. Be open to sweetness because like I said, people are going to start looking at you like the flower petal that you are if you start treating yourself like the fat flower petal that you are, the fowler also. Listen to birds. Look for birds. Hummingbird, 